Hey everybody, this is Phil. I wanted to put this tag at the beginning of this episode, just like the last episode, so it's going to start up out of nowhere because we had already been speaking for 30 minutes. This episode and this part of the conversation, we talk about training. Training in terms of music instruction, training in terms of physical training, Olympic weightlifting, calisthenics, what have you. And it's just a fantastic talk. It's if you're someone who studies music, someone who's into the arts, we go into topics like meta learning, discipline, how you can master your, your mind to learn anything. It's a great talk. I am so excited about it. I think it's the best episode we've ever done. And I hope you enjoy it. There's some great nuggets in it. So here we go with my the second talk with uh, the second part of my conversation I should say with Alan Bailey took you to a, to, a, to a different place I want to talk about what we do in society and and we we've talked about this you know back in the days of the hunter gatherer you know what our our place in society right yeah. we're out we're we're hunting the game right and we have how the, long is the, this podcast I'm kidding <laughs> we have the youth we'll we'll break it up editing Sam um we have the youth that are hunting mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. And when they make too much noise. Scare the game away. Exactly. Our job is to backhand the kid across the face and say, shut up. You're going to fucking ruin this for us. Yeah, yeah, knock it off. Knock it off. And then they fall in line. <laughs> and in, funny enough, I see teaching, what I, my job, teaching music in the same way. I know that that sounds pretty harsh, but it's always been a function in, in, in society to have older adult males properly check properly check and, and females yeah. properly check and, and and be and yeah. and show people how to be in society it's not just it's not just it's your responsibility to do that it's your responsibility to do that now again evolutionarily speaking um we are sophisticated enough to know our society is quite sophisticated by the way i mean like as 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 much um criticism as i can heap on it our meaning um, at this point, you know, 21st century global, I would say, but let's just say the the Western um, or developed maybe is a better way to put it. Um, society is pretty sophisticated, um, and we don't need to lay we don't need to lay hands on anyone. No, no you're right. Um, but um, but it's your on. obligation. It's your <laughs> obligation to yeah. tell people when they're fucking up. I'll, I'll just I'll finish your thought. Yeah, but I was gonna say, so you you know me. Who, people who are listening to this may not, but you know you know damn well what <laughs> you know you know that I I I um never pass up an opportunity. No, to because, check those that need to be checked. Because when you see somebody who who's going to go down a route that's not going to end well for them, and you know it, I feel like it's your obligation, it's your obligation. To, to let them know. And how does this relate? I, I, I say training. I brought you on here. I lured you in because I wanted to talk about training. And, and, and I've discovered in the last few years so many parallels between what I do as a lifestyle and what I do as a job. And it's training. I help kids train musically to empower them, mm-hmm. to show them the facts of how harmony works, the facts about how, to, how scales relate to their favorite songs or melodies. And show them musical content in order for them to improve on their instrument because that has worked for hundreds of years. 
And I feel like in music education, it's been like diverted for these healing, this healing crystal type of teaching. <laughs> Saying, you know, you just feel it, feel it with your heart, man. And there's a, a, a profound lack of people who are showing kids facts. Facts about how this works. Well, okay. Hang on a second. So first of all, that's what, um, that's probably, so I I see that as my life's work uh, is training. I mean, I've said this many times. Everyone who is close to me knows that that's my, um, that's my strong suit um, is, it is not just training music, but just training, um, you know, so martial arts has been um, a deep part of my life uh, since I was uh, a kid. And um, it's not something that's just kind of, and I don't mean I learned it when I was a kid and I kind of keep, you know, uh, you know, in shape or something like that. You know very well that I mean it's an everyday, all day. You're one of the few people I know. I know Jocko Willink and you train basically every day. And it's not basically. I train every day. You train every day. <laughs> um, and um, yeah. So, well, that's not okay. That's not true. I often will. I don't even take. I don't even take Sundays off. So no. But um, no, you're an auteur. Like like you'll go through phases of where you're doing strength training. I phases. cycle things. Well, it's yeah. It's very. It's multi. It's multifaceted. Yoga. And it's compound. You're yeah. into it, and then maybe you're doing some crossfit. Then you do some jujitsu. You do. Yeah, and it, but it's not. It, that's true. What you just said is true, but it's not hodgepodge. It's cycled. It's it's um, you know, I go through rotations that last a certain amount of months, and I purposely switch up all everything you said um that you just mentioned is always part of what i do not crossfit but everything um yes. but function but let's say functional fitness yeah um so yes everything i do includes everything you just said but the days on which i do them and the degree to which i do the length of time i do them and everything switch up um after like a six-week cycle in other words it's it's planned but my point is that it's always been part of my life. I don't like dabble, you know, I don't go, you know, you know this very well, but well, I'll, just, I'll it. just state, I'll just state for the record. I don't go through periods where like, yeah, then I train and then I go off That's of training. Off season. That's never happened. That hasn't you happened. You don't have an off season. I don't have an off season. <laughs> and, and so I, I just started in 2013, like maybe yeah. like, like, like actually taking care of myself and training. Yeah. And I, I, I see, and I hope, I hope this is conveyed to the listener. I see so many parallels between what I do as a job and what I do as a physical human being Correct. trying to better myself. Correct. And I, and that's something that I've, I agree. And that's something that I'm, I've been living and trying to, trying to live, you know, um, and it's a very Eastern concept, this notion of like, um, you know, you are what you do. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's not entirely. That's actually Eastern, a lyric of one of my favorite songs. We become the things we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's a, that's an old, you know, it's an old, um, that's an old, uh, I think a Socratic statement, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely wrong about Minus that. Minus third eye blind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go with that one. We'll then. go with that one. Okay. We are what, we, we, are what we, we repeatedly do. Okay. So sure. that's, that's, that's absolutely true. But that's just a, and it is a true statement, by the way. And, and how many times have you told that to a student? Let me just cut you off there. Well, there. I mean, it's been hundreds. <laughs> it's been in the thousands of times. In, in the thousands. Because you, when you, when you have this kid that showed up for like two months in a row, he has not practiced. And it's like, you, you're just blowing smoke man like come on lay lay up this is i won't mention names <laughs> but let, let let's be serious with each other you purport you want to do this you mm. want to be this musician mm. but you put in zero work mm. and that's the main difference 
No, you're not one of these guys that are just so wildly talented that you can just walk in and get it. Some people are, but you're not. I'm not. Well, even the people, I think that's a fallacy. I think, you know, I mean, I've been, I've had the pleasure and honor of being around, well, and sometimes displeasure, but honor of being (laughs) around um, a lot of quote unquote wildly talented people, Mm -hmm. um, many of whom are not only um, high achieving, high, um, high achieving artistically, but high art high achieving uh, commercially. I mean, I've been, I've had the the good fortune to be around in a professional setting, um, you know, a lot of really well-known names yeah. and all of them, whether you like them or not, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother like ticking them off, but I mean, you personally know some of them, but um, yeah. um, they're all, even people who are just like, oh, so-and-so is talented. Someone just rolled out of the, you know, boom. And it was like, yeah, especially singers. They, because you have a, <laughs> you have a natural connection to your voice. So it's easier to yeah. be like naturally gifted singer because your instrument also happens to be inside your body, which, yeah. you know, you already develop control over it by dint of learning how to speak and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, whereas if you're learning an instrument, this is of course an obvious statement, but I'll state it nonetheless. You're, you have to first learn how to operate that particular tool, that, that particular machine. You have to develop ways and means you have to develop techniques. Often there, you, there are very often not natural techniques. You have to train your body to do certain things and in that way there's a lot of parallels well anything that requires skill quote-unquote as opposed to mere knowledge yeah and so maybe for this purpose i'll say skill is physical physically based knowledge okay um so just as a we'll just get that nomenclature there yeah and um skill has a lot of different definitions but let's say it's that so you know the, the, the what you're doing is whatever it is, but the technique is how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, but every technique is different. And what you're trying to achieve, the effect you're trying to achieve then becomes, affects what technique you use. So it's, so there's technique on how to operate said instrument. And that's just a general statement, but yet specific enough that most people would have to learn that technique. In other words, it's not so general that it's very specialized, but, but for, I guess what I'm saying is for you and I, when you're talking about, you can get more and more granular is what I'm saying. You, yeah. there, are, there are deeper and deeper and deeper levels of technique um, um, that sometimes seem very subtle, but can be at the end of the day, you know, profound. And each one takes time and rep, 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 repetition. And that's what um, all phys- physically based skill is about. So even people who are quote unquote talented, don't kid yourself. I mean, naturally talented. Don't kid yourself. They all are relentless players. And yeah. whether, and by the way, here I'm saying player, whoever it is, whether you're a singer or whether, whatever it is. And by whatever the way, the and by the way, it's not just about, and I th- musical music, whatever, not even musical. Yeah. Because again, that's an art. So here's, this is, you had asked or you had mentioned earlier that some people, um, you know, get there's a lot of misunderstanding about like what your training is supposed to be. Or you didn't state that, but that was the implied thing is like, you know, kids come in, kids, some adults, some of the most egregious violators of this are straight up adults. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, you know, they come in and they say they're, everyone's expectation about what they're doing is based on a preconceived notion, whether they think they're, whether they think they have one or not. Everyone's got a pre preconceived notion, um, where concerns music in particular, but I would put it to you, whatever it is, they're coming to you to study. Cause remember, we're not talking about, we're not teachers in the school district. Mm hmm. Because even if we were, it's not funded for music anyway, right? Yeah. So we're not teachers in a school district. People come to us to train them in an art form. So I have learned over the years that I have to, because of my na- my nature, 
is to be um, exacting and demanding. That's my nature because that's the way I am with myself. And I've had to learn over the years to quickly figure out what is the end, what are we doing? I mean, there's going to be a certain amount of like, look, this is the bar over which, you know, there there is a requisite level of ability and knowledge you're going to have to have. And we're not going any, we're not leaving this room until you know it, so to speak. You know, it's like you're, you're doing this or we're not operating together. Yeah. But it's lower than you, then it's lower now than it was for me 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I would have definitely like uh, laid, you know, down. Well, I, I would (laughs) have, You know, I have reamed people before. Like, what are you doing? What are you, why are you, why are you fronting here? And, why and, are you? And, and they, they don't want to be faced with that reality. No, but here's, and most teachers aren't going to face. Them no, with and that we'll reality. get to that in a moment. But what yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say that I, I have, I think first step personally, first step is figure out what the end goal is. Knowing that this is a volunteer force, you know, these yeah, people, exactly. these you're, people are not conscripted. Yeah, they, they're coming, coming in, they're coming in and saying, I want something out of this. Now, the thing is they can state what they want. It's my job to find out what actually they want and expect because, because they're not qualified. They're not qualified to make that decision. They're not qualified to make that call. Yeah. And so once I ferret, ferret out what the end goal is, and again, understanding that there's going to be a prerequisite amount of training and knowledge that's not going to change mm. but again it's a little bit lower that everyone needs to meet and then beyond that there's going to be a question of um and, and by the way this can shift and very often does shift as one attains that requisite knowledge and yeah. um and and, 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 and exactly but but having said that you know i have to determine how hard i'm going to be with somebody so for instance just to, i know this sounds ephemeral to anyone who's not um, a trainer of any type and especially not a musician so I'll make this more concrete. If someone comes in and says, I'm an absolute beginner, they're not saying this, but I'm saying they're coming to you as an absolute beginner. And let's say they're, I don't know, 10 years old and let's say 11 so that they have more of a kind of a connection to pop culture. Um, and they say, yeah, I, I mean, I don't play any instruments, but I've, I've always wanted to play guitar, always being like, you know, a really super relative yeah, like term, a, but to them it's my entire year. life, my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. And I want to, um, and I want to play in a band and I want to yada, yada, yada. Um, again, that requisite bar is going to stay where it was because they're coming as an absolute beginner. Mm. So no matter what they're, um, and to be sure, there are certain people who have uh, more fine motor skill control, kind of more naturally um, uh, in tune to fine motor skill control, um, have stronger, have a capacity for pain because there is an element of pain involved yeah. in playing a stringed instrument in particular. Um, you know, there, there are all kinds of, uh, and again, a lot of the, uh, to shift gears a little, a lot of the people who complain the most about pain are adults. In fact, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that expressly the ones who are the biggest babies are adults. Um, yeah. but anyway, going back to the kid scenario or the big absolute beginner scenario, yeah. um, the, uh, you know, I'm going to be, uh, not even for if you do it correctly, I found if you do this correctly to the absolute beginner, you don't need to be particularly hard at yeah. first because they're switched on by dent of it being brand new and they're trying to get into it and they don't know yet what they don't know. That is to say, they don't know what mm-hmm. they don't know what's hard. I don't tell them up front like this is going to be difficult. I just do it and wait till I experience any um, 
Uh, I just make it like sound the like fir- the first month they'll know. Yeah, and and by the way, I just make it sound like no, this is what we do, and I don't make a big deal about it. And usually that's good enough. Usually I don't get any pushback. If I do, that's great. If I do, then I, there are techniques to get past that. But even then, I'm not particularly. I think with hard. a seven year old, I tend to like say, oh, you know, this is going to be much harder than the piano. But maybe I, you you just have to see wh- what what you're made out of. See, I don't do it that way at first, and that's a, that's a fine technique. And I used to say things like I used to take that approach. I take the approach now if I perceive that there's going to be that type of um if i perceive that the kid has that i need to say something like that it'll be something more along the lines of um okay well you noticed that this that this hurt right you, or, or mm. i see you kind of making a face there oh does is that could that feel kind of uncomfortable mm. yeah it's going to be like that for a little bit but if you do this every day this exercise i just showed you if you do it every single day mm. i promise you it goes honestly it goes away after 2 weeks yeah 10 days 2 weeks tops if you do it every day but you have to do it every day if you don't It'll keep being like that, but if you do it, and I and I just I make it seem like oh no that's a that's a thing. I mean that's just that's a that's a thing, and because it, it's the truth. Yeah. But I just make it seem like I don't make a big deal about it. like listen, this is gonna hurt like a bitch. You know I don't yeah. say that. I just <laughs> like, uh, like yeah, it's gonna bleed. You're gonna be in a world of pain. Yeah, I don't say I don't say that. <laughs> I just make it seem like no, it's you know, you're, you're a tough kid. You know I just make yeah. it I make it as like a, a kind of an offhanded like. We're gonna. We're just gonna brush past that. Actually, yeah, exactly. Um, and because so, you, 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 you can do this. I find that it's the buy-in policy. Mm-hmm. Have you bought in? Are you coming in with as a, with hat in hand as a complete blank slate? And are you signing up for this? And that's why it's hard to teach adults because they're less likely to, to be blank, to, to be anything. Because I heard yeah. that you should do this, or I heard that this is the, well. The uh, ones that I have, the the pro- yeah, there there is that the problems I've had with adults in the past um, is, uh, and especially adult men, they come in and they you know because adult men most adult men have jobs (laughs) yeah and so they have some sort of you know career and they come in and they they start experiencing the uh, difficulties that come with in their case usually not the pain although as i said before i've had some real complainers where it comes to pain in the fingers like oh that hurts i'm thinking god pussy Good how did lord how did, how did, um but how um, does anyone play this yeah that's what this so, so well why you, is this the most popular uh, you know instrument in this well country? you know here that's the thing you actually it's funny you're making a joke but that's kind of where i'm going with this is that i found and i mean now i can just read it when it's coming in, when they walk in the door i'm like oh this is the way this is going to be because i've been doing this a long mm-hmm. time and just have known other people not just the teaching portion but the learning when i was a learner you know i saw this in other people and i thought how can you operate like this but um Meaning, I had derision, and when I was as when I was a learner, I actually had much more derision for people who weren't as switched on as I, or weren't weren't as dedicated, and you know. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I played until literally until my fingers were blistered and bleeding, and mm. I would do it, and then those would, uh, I would play through the blister. In other words, I would lance them all right using the strings. Yeah, you know, I would just play through it, and that's like that's just you know you got to take your licks. You know, to me, it was all about that type of uh, discipline, and in that in that regard, it was about um, a meditation as well, a focusing and meditation. And I'll get in a second to this idea, this idea of well, yeah, there is that, but I'll get in a minute to the idea of using your instrument and the mastery of of said instrument as a means of teaching you to learn. Not just learning the instrument, but as a means to teach you to learn in other areas of your life. But set that aside, meta learning. Yeah, that, that yes, that that aside. You know, I've had adults come in and they the pushback or the resistance rather that I get that I've experienced is usually in the whole like kind of uh, coordination 
both right hand to left hand coordination, but also um, attention split. You know, the, 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 it was like a juggler's trick, but like the, the, um, we take this for granted now as musicians, but you know, you're learning division of control. You're learning separation of control, both of limbs, but in, in the case of le- playing in a, a stringed instrument, the um, fine motor skills of the digits. Um, it's an individual and very, very precise control of each digit, including the thumb of each hand, by the way. Yeah. And um, these very small muscular movements. They're very, very subtle. And again, I mean, they can't, they can be seen as very subtle and we take them for granted, but they're also very strong, you know, so there's also very strong and intense sometimes. And these are things that, uh, you know, it's a coordination issue. It's not a strength. Even though I just said it's very strong, it's, it's skill, but it's, yes, it's coordination skill. Well, there's also physical skill. Skill is just a gross, you know, term. I'm saying coordination is a, is what we do. Okay. Coordination Mm -hmm. is what we do. There's requisite strength, depending on the style of music you play this depending And if, and just speaking broadly as a trainer, there's requisite strength. But when you're talking about, you know, uh, a skills based thing, other than just like training for the sake of training you know you're talking about skill and skill is you're talking about coordination you're talking about muscular and neuro coordination that's funny because i feel like i spent i'm sorry for this aside but uh, i feel like i spent most of my life extremely uncoordinated and i remember when we would go down to burbank athletic club Mm. and then you would train me on the deadlift Mm. and you said don't round your back and you had no, and you had no idea that you were doing it. And I had no idea yeah. because, and then I, I, you know, your ego gets gets in the way. But then you're like, wait, this is just like me sitting down with with Theo's first guitar lesson, right? So, and 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 his 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 pink his fingers pointing nowhere. It's like, <laughs> right. what are you pointing at? Yes, what, so, are, you oh, what are you? So, pointing? so like, what what am I what am I doing here, thinking that I know anything? Right. Like I have otherwise to. Otherwise, you wouldn't be training. I mean. Exactly. So, so when when you were training me, it's that that light bulb went off. I don't think I ever told you. It was mm-hmm. like this is just like me getting my first guitar lesson. Like, and that was. Why? I mean, and actually, you was just um, you know. These were subtle. Th- things. They were subtle things, and they were things that were you know eventually you know you you're like oh yeah no I figured this out. Um, and then there are deeper still. Um, everyone has this. Is what I'm saying. This is what our lifelong thing. It's kind of like uh, this is a metaphor here. Mm-hmm. But even though we are talking about training here, I'm just going to use the. Uh, the physical training aspect as a metaphor, um, like weight training or whatever, athletic training. Um, this is kind of like people who get really, really strong, but have um, shit mobility or flexibility. Like, is that what you were thinking when we were training at the Avalon and you'd see me with a bench press and just like hoisting weight? In, 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 no, remember, no, remember I didn't think that. No, I didn't yeah. think that at all. Because no, 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 I didn't think that at all. Um, I, no, I'm just saying that. Um, uh, it wasn't even. I'm sorry. I, I keep bringing it no, to no, myself. no, no, no. I was, I was gonna say No, I never, I never thought that about you at all. I'm saying in general, all of us. Oh, okay. I'm saying all of us have to have. Um, actually, I was you thinking when I made that statement. I'm thinking of we all know meatheads. Yeah. That are in the gym who can hoist. Whether it's deadlifting or bench pressing, or I was here. I was actually thinking in in terms of, of curls, but it could be any you know movement like that. That's ISO movement. Yeah. Any, so not, so let's say not deadlift, let's just say isolation movements who get massively puffy, you know, hypertrophy, but they don't. Um, and so they can be very strong in one plane of motion. Yeah. Uh, or maybe two, but not at the same time. So not in a a transverse plane, for instance, Mm -hmm. just up and down or side to side, um, you know, left to right and, um, and can get massively strong, but, 
Um, so there's two elements here that are, are of, of tr- that are troubling. You can get massively strong and muscularly, but if you don't do proper isometrics and you don't have good, strong and flexible tendons, for instance, you're mm-hmm. asking for trouble. Yeah. Furthermore, even if you have both things taken care of, if you don't have good joint mobility, that is to say a flexibility, that's just a, mo- that's a, you know, uh, a com a, a current yeah favorite term yeah flexibility but specifically joint flexibility if you don't have joint flexibility and the and combined with that good coordinated compound movement body coordination uh, redundant as that statement just was um you don't have power so you can have strength but you have shit power yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like this notion of like, if you don't, and there's a lot well, of power people, is strength in emotion is emotion, but it's like a really, really um, just kind of um, catch all term. That's a, that's a really good um, uh, definition of it. I mean, there's other ways we can state power. There are other, there are other ways in which we can state power. Yes. It's the ability to leverage strength. And if you just have strength and no mobility, you're not leveraging anything. Yeah. You know, and, um, um, and of course speed comes in to that equation then at that moment. But, but, that's just an element. You know, in general, we're talking about using strength to act upon something else. And if you have poor mobility, that is to say, again, flexibility, um, and and re- that's going to mean automatically crappy speed. Um, and if you have bad, again, tendon um, strength or, or flexi- and or flexibility, you're going to have shit um, speed. And furthermore, not everyone has good fast twitch muscle fiber. And so no matter how puffy you get, if you also don't have like really, really highly developed fast twitch muscle, which is kind of God given there or for mm. lack of a better way to put it. You're right. Mark <laughs> Rupito has, has said that you yeah. can't train somebody to, to have power really. Like, well, you don't, well, you, you know, you can't, no, 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 to a certain extent you can't train. That's what I was saying. It's like you're, you were born with the fast twitch muscle stuff and the tight uh, tendons and things like that. Yeah. You're right. We can't give you more and better fast switch muscles, but the other things that I just talked about definitely can be maximized. Improve, yeah. Well, they could be maximized, yeah. and so the net result can be, you know, pretty damn close. You know what so, I'm saying? So to, to to take this as a parallel to music, like mm-hmm. like Ma- Michelangelo Batillo, that's mm-hmm. genetics to a certain extent. To a certain extent, and train. Well, it's reps. It's yeah. it's it's genetics, but it's it's reps. It's reps. Reps, reps. And I'm just throwing. I out always said, "No, no, I, yeah. I got you." Yeah. yeah. Um. And he pronounces it Badio. So just so you. Know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's sorry, Michelangelo I'm gonna, Badio. I'm gonna and I, because I know him. I know him. I know him. Not just Joe Babia. I, I know him. So yeah. anyway, but here, here's the deal. Um, yes, and I talk about this with people all the time when I'm training because some of the people that come, you know, we're jumping all over the place, but some of the people who come to me, of course, are um pros or semi pros, um, or are heading that direction, and so inevitably, if you're going to be a player player you know it's going to be there's going to be this you know speed um, question yeah well even just some in some of the intermediate stuff there's going to be like i can't play that line smoothly i can play on on one string i can play a certain speed and i go okay well yeah so you've just come across what does that tell you what's the threshold yes and what's the why is that a threshold what's the problem here it's like oh well you know i don't know i'm not fast here i need to be faster i'm like no that's not the problem you're not good at switching strings isolate so so part yes. of being so part of being a good trainer just as an aside an important aside part of being a good trainer is having the ability to properly and succinctly and uh at the same time deeply analyze both what you're working with but what you're working towards in other words you need to be able to break down what is going on what's happening 
what is what is even happening right here? Not only what do I want to happen, what is happening so that I can actually know because everyone there's going to be truisms for everyone, but there's also going to everyone's different, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to train for the result you're trying to get and you have to train with the what you're given. So, here's how I'm traumatizing my students. I'll actually say, well, we have a failure point. Mm -hmm. And it's right here on this third measure. And like, I even had a student say, when you put it that way, mm -hmm. you know, well, how else are you going to put it? Well, it's, I say, I use the <laughs> same like, terminology. Well, no, I use the same, I use the same terms and I have to, and if it, now, now they're all trained up to understand what I'm saying, but yeah, you know, we'll talk about, I'm like, well, here's, you know, we're doing this to fail. Here's fail. And you know, they kind of look at me and I'm like, you know, it's just, I'm using this in the same way that we talk about it in training of yeah. any other type, by the way, where we're, whether we're talking about yeah, uh, fight training, curl this, what, that's yeah, fine. there's failure point. Yeah. It doesn't mean you, you didn't fail in life. You, <laughs> you know, this is a, this is a, this is a, a um, this is a vagary and kind of, um, a big letdown actually in, in a popular culture, current culture. There's mm -hmm. this whole, a lot of people misusing and misunderstanding words, but anyway, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, fail. You just, it just means you did, it didn't work for us. So now you need, so it's part of my, so part of what I'm training everyone to do is to be a self teacher, you know, is to when you're at home, cause I can't be with you more, you know, you're in here sometimes, you know, I do have students who have multiple time a week, you know, multiple meetings a week. Mm -hmm. And I have students who have multiple meetings a week for an hour or more, but most of them, as you know, are 30 minutes once a week. So yeah. I cannot be with you. You have a lot of time to undo what I just did Yeah. in here. Yeah. yeah. So the reason why it's like it's reps 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 and i always tell so getting back to the notion of like signing on board on this thing um once people tell me i have a target of i want to be you know i want to play in a band i want to be at least semi-pro they may not say that but that's what they mean i want to be at least semi-professional semi and then i have some who are like no i'm swinging for the fences from jump by the way i'm talking yeah. about i've had some come in like i don't know anything but i want to be a musician you know when i grow up mm. if that's your stated goal we're operating in a different we're operating differently now yeah because you're going to be held to a different standard yeah and i will tell you what needs to happen to get there mm -hmm. um uh so i mean just and i can do it you know and i i've proved that i can do that you yeah. know i that's a fact after the years teaching here I've seen you, I, myself, bring kids from absolute beginner to college level, yeah. getting to any school that they want to yeah. get into. Yeah, I've got I've got kids I've got kids in my alma mater, Berkeley College of Music. I've got kids at uh, Belmont College. Yeah, um, same here. You know, it's um and, and and you hope that they you know eventually slay their master, right? You know, they 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 become they can the, come the, and try. Yeah, if they come and try. <laughs> they can come after me with their bushido blade. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that's what you know. We I had John in here today, and I mm -hmm. look at the kid. I'm so proud. Like I look at I look at his right hand technique, and mm -hmm. I, I comment upon it. That that's really good. Mm -hmm. That like what you, you're you're doing, whatever you're doing, you're doing something right. And I think that's how you, how you give back. You 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 train people properly. And um, I've always well, but properly. I, yes, I agree. But properly, what I was saying before is I've learned properly does have a there again there is a, a requisite threshold mm. but beyond that point i've learned that it's got to be a sliding scale because again it's not a it's not a uh, conscripted force it's a mm. it's a they're signing up they're coming in and keep in mind that what we're talking about here musically speaking at the end of the day and this is where we this is where we've gotten in trouble this is goes back to the very first statement you made about this is that 
um, music is an art form. And so <laughs> in case you didn't know, so it's going to be, it's highly subjective in its effect, not in its um, execution. That's objective. Okay. And that's where people get in trouble, I think, is that, well, first of all, people who don't know anything about music and who come in like, oh, I want to be, it, to them, it's like black magic. You may as well be talking about witchcraft, yeah. you know, um, because it seems it has to do with the uh, role that music plays in our lives. Um, it seems it's in, it's tangible, but yet it's the, what you're listening to seems intangible. Do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Exactly. We're seeing people do it or you're listening, but especially like, if it's coming out of a radio, it's like, wizard? I, yeah, it yeah. seems like wizardry. Yeah. Um, even bad music seems like, how are you even doing that? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, um, because it's organized sound. Yeah. And for most people, if you can organize sound in any way, shape or form, that's, yeah, you've just, you know, broken the sound barrier. Like, yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's awesome no matter what. Yeah, no matter right. what. It's like yeah. pizza, you know, it's like. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's a bad pizza, it's, it's still pretty good. It's pretty good. And so, <laughs> and so, um, you, we, we, so we run into the problems there, right? And then you run into problems, um. And by here problem, I just mean like this is another layer that we have to kind of sift through to get to properly train people in this kind of getting the, so we're not talking past one another, um, not you and I, but the, you yeah. and you and whatever student is this notion of, um, there to work that to get the effects that you want, you it's in your interest to make sure that you can master to whatever degree you can this tool, this instrument or instruments, you know, the creative part of this is such a vagary that I actually have come to, um, I've come to believe that I'm not certain that you, you personally can sharpen your, your tool there, but I'm not certain that, you know, create the creativity part, the aesthetic sense part. I don't know that that can be taught. That part, I I do think, think, I do think that that's, you know, innate. And so my point is our goal is to make sure people have the ability to, to whatever degree they can, um, self fulfill, you know, self actualize. That's what we're self maximize. That's what I'm after. And that's why I always tell people who give me pushback on, um, on, uh, uh practicing, because we haven't even stated this word, I don't think yet. <laughs> Practicing is paramount. When we say reps. Reps, and this is what I tell people: is that you don't. When if I, you know, don't get it, don't get me wrong. I don't often have to. Have, well, no, I often have to have this talk, but I don't always have to have this talk. Some people are switched on. Well, first of all, if From they're jump? well, if, first of all, if they're really switched on, in other words, if they were cut out like me or you. You don't have to tell them they're doing it anyway. And then there are some that maybe they're you know dragging their feet at various points, but they also do practice. They don't obsessively practice, but as I tell them, you don't have to obsessively practice. That's a option. You know, I, I was, you know, practicing at my, you know, like when I was 11, 10, 11, 12, I was wearing the guitar on a strap to uh, the kitchen table, to the bathroom, to, I mean, I was playing non stop, but that's you're, an obsession that I had. I don't expect others to have. You're that. stating the secret, in my opinion, the secret to whether you're going to do anything with this is, were you obsessed at least for a while? And I think I talked to Frankie about this. Mm-hmm. I talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you want to take this seriously. Have you, has it taken up so much of your time that it's actually pushed other things away? Like you think, look at Jacko and, and Coltrane. Like they were obsessed for at least a period of time. I think Coltrane was obsessed the entire time, falling asleep with the with the horn in his mouth. 
you know, that's that's the main difference. I want to go back to something you said. Um, I, I've actually I don't know what your thoughts on are on this, but I always draw a line between art and academics. And I'll tell my students, I actually want nothing to do with your art. Your art is yours. Your art. And, and if I'm influencing that in some way, that means we get into weird stuff like, do I get the royalty check? Do I get... No, no. All my job is, is to show you how this functions and how this works and how you can... And you brought up something great. How you can actually self-evaluate. How you can self-improve. Eventually get to the point where you can say, hey... That didn't work. What do I do? Yeah. So I'll show them tricks. I'll show them how to go at half speed, go 10 BPM at a time until they're at full speed. These very basic things so they can take something that they can't do and eventually turn it into something that they can do Correct. so that they can express themselves. So I, I feel like where teachers fail, where training fails, is where the trainer gets too involved in the art aspect of it or thinks that they can convey that that's what i was saying before is like i i don't think you can teach that part um it's going to flow to whatever degree it's going to flow from your ability because if you think about it even people who are like you know supremely talented are only going to use the tools for their creativity that they have at their disposal yeah so uh, and that's the beauty of creativity is that, you know, you purposely limit. In fact, some of the best art was that, you know, it's like really, really simple or not simplistic, but simple. In fact, I would say the greatest art probably is. Um, but, you know, everything we do, I'm, you know, just from a really, really general statement, I think everything one does as an artist is for effect. So my job is to convey, you know, whether we're talking about physical technique, which, um, you know, is a specialty. I guess you could say of mine. Um, it or if we're talking about um, theory, which is another. Now I want to say mm -hmm. specialty, but I is a deep, a deep. You know, that's a, that's something maybe from a theoretical standpoint. That's um, uh, harmony is a is a uh, is a uh, specialty of mine, and, and I think only because so little, so few guitar teachers know it. <laughs> yeah, this is the truth. Well, well I, I think that's, that's another rabbit I hole. Think, well, to be honest with you, I think actually so few musicians well, I say can so few, convey it say I shouldn't say so few but I think so few especially pop music not that you know you know me in my background I, it's not strictly pop music but a lot of the people who come through our doors whether it's you know in this building or before I was ever teaching here is just a anytime I've been a teacher the people who are going to come to you live in this culture so they're most of them are pop culture sometimes mm -hmm. you'll get someone who comes in and is like oh I want to learn classical or sometimes you know You're very like, very rarely unicorn yeah it's like what well, stay here <laughs> come wanna, here come stay, here stay, stay no no stay right here stay right here I gotta go get other people I'm gonna get my, <laughs> okay. gotta get my video take recorder. this picture yeah. of this yeah. um but um no, and then you get, you know, some people who are, you know, jazz. Obviously, I, I do have a lot of uh, jazz kids because, you know, they're playing in mm. in um, their jazz band at high school. Some of them actually. So, so the, those kids are usually, I just need to know what to do in this setting because it's a class. And outside of the class, they don't play jazz. Every now and again, of course, I get someone who's like, that's what they want to do. And that's also kind of, these days, kind of unicorn-like. At least here, you know, yeah, you know, maybe in New Orleans, it's not like that anymore. I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. um, I just it's yeah, I mean, it's it's going the way of the dodo, too. But um, no, but like, but I, what, I guess what I'm saying is this is that um, uh, whether you're talking about physical training or whether you're talking about theory in here, theory means um, just relationships of uh, um, 
tonal relationships is really what we're talking about here. And um, not only knowing it by the numbers, but then beyond the numbers, understanding, look, the reason why you're learning them in, is it, for two reasons. You're learning these by the numbers. Num- reason number one is it helps make things very quick. Yeah. And, but, and more importantly, when you're writing music, so it helps. So in that regard, it helps you understand music that you're playing that others have written. But even more importantly, for when you're writing and creating, it's helpful to know these and understand the effects that you're trying to get. Because um, everything we do, fast playing versus slow playing, tempo wise or just subdivision wise, um, you know, advanced and intricate harmonies and altered um, uh, scales. These are all things that are of no and yet supreme um, relevance. In other words, everything we do is for effect. And the if everything has an effect. And it's your job to, once you get the requisite amount of ability and the requisite amount of knowledge, you can really, really begin to get in touch with those, um, those effects. Some people, yes, some people have that portion of it. Some people have an innate contact with... Um, effect uh that is to say, especially harmonic um effect um interval you know intervalic knowledge even if they don't know the names of them they they understand the sound that's being created and, yeah, they, and how to manipulate it and flavor it's yeah. a flavoring but um you know there's always going to be standing between you and that intended effect there's always going to be a ceiling called or a wall called technical limitation and so my point and this is what i always tell people who are getting back to what i've been trying to say of people who give me any pushback on practice. It's like, yeah, I like playing, but I don't like practice. Do you not understand? That's the dumb stuff. That's the, that's the easiest part. The thing that you think is the hardest is the easiest because yeah. all you have to do is show up and do the movements I just told you to do. All you have to do is lift that weight, that, that, son. That, that's, that's, that's great because I, in college I had a teacher that said that there are two problems for the practicing musician. There's musical problems and there's playing problems. And the the fix for the playing problems is it's always the same. It's just the same. It's, it's just same. reps. It's reps, asshole. When concept is compromised, different concept takes teacher. It takes guidance. It takes experience. It takes willpower, and also it takes a certain amount of um of sophistication and, frankly, horsepower and yeah, mental so, horsepower. So so you're going to be limited there too. But again, that's not going to stand in the way of creativity. You're right. It's going to stand necessary. Now, if you're a student and I'm trying to get you, like you were saying, talking about concepts, if a student can't just really can't master the concept of here, let me think about this. Diatonic harmony. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a fundamental concept, <laughs> but um, yeah, let's say um, the concept of um, um, alter dominance. Alter do- yeah, I was going to say um, in particular, the thing that gets a lot of people is like even people who know can get get down yep. with diatonic Look harmony. Look at all those numbers. Yeah, yeah. they're like, what, what, why am I, why would I, why would I alter those notes? You know, it's like, what's, <laughs> what is it? And I'm like, understand it again, it's this sound, it's this, it's this, um, you know, it's this uh, diminished Someone's sound. Someone's just throwing some spice into this. Yeah, but tension, then, it's more like tension. Yeah, and tension why would we have so much tension? Well, because eventually you're going to set up a release. What, why else would you? I mean, come on. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, or more tension and then the release. So, Side that, note, Frank, Frank Zappa once said that when I listen to tonic music, it's like a movie with no villains. 
Yeah. It's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely the truth. Um, I mean, that's a hilarious and kind of simple statement, but anyway, um, but anyway, cause I mean, I can think of some really, really, really amazing, very, very tonal music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. But, 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 but that's just yes, him, it's him, him, Zappa being the, the being curmudgeon Zappa, yeah. that he is. Yeah. But he's, but he's got a point. It's like, it's still even the amazing music that we're talking about or thinking of, I'm thinking of just like really, really great pop or like, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah for that sure. stuff is great, but I do have to say that it's still going to be much more. Some darkness is going to be, um, yeah. is more interesting. But anyway, it's always, all I'm saying is it's so easy yet. It's so hard for some. I mean, maybe it's hard for all, but I'm like, no, it's, I, I get it, but it's Do easy. Go to the gym, <laughs> start working out. But I don't feel Shut like up. it, Alan. Shut up. <laughs> start lifting. No, no. But lift. I trained yesterday. No, no. Lift. I don't care what you did yesterday. You're going to do it again today. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, actually, yeah, but exactly. I trained yesterday. Don't I get five days off? Yeah. No, 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 no. What do you want a cookie? You do not get that. My lessons later, I'm going to practice right before. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and I always tell kids, it's like, how many days a week are you going to practice? There's seven days in the, in a week. Um, how many days are you going to practice, um, you know, between now and when I see you and they mm-hmm. go seven, I say, no, you're not because you don't get to count no. the day you came and saw me. Nope. That, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. I said, Dr. Phil's prescribing DHP daily habitual practice, yeah. habitual. You brush your teeth every day, right? Okay. This is one of those things. If we can get you to the point where this is just on autopilot, yeah. you're working, You'll be fine, and you doesn't need to ruin your life. I'm not yeah. asking you to do two hours a day. How about 15 minutes of focused, yeah, particular because, practice? And the only reason why we're saying this, of course, lest the listener, whoever's listening to this, think that we're you know being bad zero people are listening. It's like, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, anyone who would listen to this, hopefully, are musicians. But if they're not, no. then someone might say, well, why? This would is the most you? important podcast you could ever download, people. <laughs> this is how to master anything with Alan. The fact is, is that it is about reps. This is not a new like idea, you know, this notion of like, come on, I know the 10,000 hours, I get it. No, 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 no. It's mm-hmm. about, it's not even about a rec- Yes, to, to get to the point of operating mastery, I guess you could say operative mastery or like, you know, base, baseline mastery. Yeah, there's this, there's a requisite number of hours and it's give or take, whatever it is. Let's say it's 10,000. That's just a kind of a good statement. It may yeah, not be 10,000, yeah. but it's yeah. like, it's, can agree it's, it's whatever it takes it's to get more to, nuanced it's than exactly, it's whatever, it, it's however many reps it takes to get to the point that, you know, to the center of the, of the tootsie roll. I don't know. <laughs> motherfucker, I don't know how yeah, many. That's, 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 okay, so you're going to play these two measures a thousand times, I'll tell the students. Like, they're like, they look at me and it's like, or maybe 50 or five. Yeah. Or, 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 or 300, or it's going to be different it's, for you than it's it is gonna for be, me. And it's going to be whatever it takes. Exactly. And so, but that's limited, or shall we say, like kind of um, baseline level mastery. Beyond that, because there is mastery beyond that. You're right. And it's not about, and so, and some women say, well, how long is that? It's forever. Look at Aldi Miola. No, it's forever. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> like he's it's, always finding something to challenge him. Yeah, but hey, this is what I'm saying. It's like this is all about, and you know, you this is a cliche almost. Anybody, if you've ever listened to any teacher or trainer say, like, you know, oh, I'm a lifelong student, it, it, it sounds like BS, but it's absolutely true. And by the way, you are whether you think you are or not. So, this is has a lot to do with. Um, this has a lot to do with um, enlightened. Um, to the degree to which you are enlightened, this has a lot to do with the degree to which you self, uh, how in self, how introspective you are, shall we say? Yeah. Um, it has to do with your capacity for um, metacognition, which that is um, thinking about thinking, um, thinking about 
knowing you're knowing, thinking about the ways you're knowing the ways in which you are knowing. Um, that's not everyone's, uh, well suited to that, but everyone can practice at it. Yes. And it's supposed to be something you're constantly, you have that blade to the whetstone, you know, sometimes you're going to go and use it. It's not like you sharpen a knife and go, well, it's sharp forever. <laughs> I don't ever have to do that. I don't ever have to do that again. That again yeah, yeah. No. In fact, if you go and use it, you're going to actually have to come back. If you want it to op- to work, you have to come back. And so this is about that whetstone, you know, um, th- th- that's, that's what you're, it's, th- it's that whetstone that we're constantly coming back to and working that blade. Mm-hmm. Um, that is your mind. Cause ultimately that's what you're training is your mind. The CNS central nervous why, system. Exactly. And that's why I always tell people is like, this is the stupid part. <laughs> the dumb part, the peripheral nervous system. That is just going to do its thing. You yeah. just sent, but yeah. the, the command center right here, yeah. Yeah. this is all that we do. That's why I, I, I liken strength training to practicing. Or when I, when I do a slow rep, um, be it with weights or, or I'm training a handstand, yeah. I draw the parallel between that and, okay, well, I have this new piece that I'm tackling. I'm gonna, I have a difficulty right here, and I, I can show the students in real time. So I say, you're working on this. This is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, but this is what I'm doing. I'll show them all the notes on the page. Like, no, it's the same. It's the same. It's just on my level. Right. You're going to get here one day, maybe. Yeah. But I do, it's the same process. Same process. It's We're doing super the same thing. Yeah. fucking simple. Yeah. It, you do the thing until yeah. it's simple for you to do and you find the next thing. Yeah. And then you break that down. And the thing is that, you know, anybody, any adult listening is going to say, yeah, of course. But it's, it's shocking that the... Well, it's shocking how long it took me to figure that out. Well, here's the, here's the problem. This is why. Because there's a lot of things that you don't realize are standing in your way. Ego. There's that. There's, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that can stand in one's way. Some of it's going to be ego. There's a lot. And ego, the problem with ego, as you know, is that it operates um, at a subconscious level and is constantly hijacking. It constantly jumps in the driver's seat and tricks the uh, we were talking about you and I were talking about this earlier, so I'm going to repeat it. But people listening, if anyone listens, is n- never going to hear this before. The the lowercase s's self constantly jump into the driver's seat of the capital S self, and and you think that's what's driving the bus. Mm-hmm. And so our job is to identify those guys, not eradicate them, bring them into line with your intention and your values so that they become action. So your intention, your your values, which we could just say is your intention, is in line with your thoughts, which then spring forth into action. Have you heard the metaphor of the emotions being the I've heard horses? everything, so I know what you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> the mind is is the, the carriage driver. The body is the carriage. Yes. And the emotions are the horses. The horses, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the horses drive you wherever they're going to go. Because they'll run. They'll run. And yeah. they'll run wherever they've been conditioned to. Correct. So the, the benefit of meditation is to change the narrative when it's not going in the right direction. I need that right now. With this thing going on with my neck, yeah. I need that because I can easily turn this into a plight. Yes. If I allow that to be the overall narrative. You can allow the blight to become a plight. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be. No. You can you can change it at no, any time. No, it's your control. So, yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, I, and a metaphor that I've used, I am not the first person to use the first half of this, but I don't know that I've heard, I'm sure someone has, I'm not claiming any, but I, I, this has really helped me a lot. 
um, thinking of this in these terms. And of course, meditation, which whether you're calling what you're doing meditation or not, when you sit down and focus your intention into attention and do something over and over again, you are in fact meditating. Now, if you can learn to pay attention to that and be mindful of that, then you're, then you're cooking with fire. Then you really are, you know, um, uh, you know, capital M meditating, right? But um, the so what to that is, well, here's the metaphor. Life, you know, is like a river. You know, it's flowing seemingly in one direction, right? And it's flowing where it will. And you're in it. You're in it. And if you can learn to, you know, you have to learn to swim and tread water or you'll drown, right? Mm. And if you can have uh, a method, you know, some techniques, not just physical techniques, but but emotional and mental, you learn to be an adult, you got a boat, mm-hmm. okay, or a raft, say I call it a boat. But the boat's just going, yeah, you're not in the water, but you're on it. And you're still, it's still flowing one direction. It's not a placid lake. It's, it's, life is flowing. Yeah. It's Taoism. Like it's, life is flowing and you're in the boat and you're being taken where you're going to be taken. Understanding you know, self-knowledge and self-mastery. You're not changing anything else and you can't go upriver. That's, that's, you're not doing that. In other words, you're not going backwards in time but it allows you to put a rudder in the water. That's what meditation is. And that's a huge, what's what meditation, that's what just life self mastery is. It allows you a rudder. It allows you at least some agency in your own life. Because a lot of people go through life thinking because they're thinking. Yeah. You know, Descartes, they think therefore they are. And I'm, yeah, no, you're just going through life. Most people are going through life completely switched off. They're reactive and they're completely switched off and they don't realize it and they don't know. And then when things don't work out for them, they um, react inappropriately. Full on, full on adults, by the way. Um, And, or they vote for, you know, an absolute moron for president, um, you know, for instance. And say, screw you. If I'm not happy, no one gets to be. (laughs) <laughs> yes and and this you know self that's why self you know introspection and things that can help you with self-mastery and that's why life training you know we're talking about training you you got school for certain types of training but there's something powerful about learning and you, you talk about you know weight training and like just you know physical training as a metaphor for you know music training they are both forms of physical training there are certain moves and, and approaches that we use as music teachers that are like weight training or like, you know, the warm up period, like where mm-hmm. you're getting your cardio going. But I find, I find because you're talking about ultimately stringing together coordinations, you're talking because you're trying to ultimately play a song, no? <laughs> or, yeah, you know, exactly, something. exactly. So you're trying to string Someone's together. Someone's going to listen to this and enjoy it, I yeah, think. Yeah, so you're trying <laughs> to string together coordinations yeah. and compound uh, complex, um, uh, elements. Okay. So the, I have found personally that the better and frankly kind of, uh, apples to apples, um, uh, comparison, the metaphor that works best for me, whether a person has, um, experienced this or not is martial arts training. Cause it's very much like traditional martial arts training is very, very much has elements of warm up and has elements of, 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 uh, you know, strengthening and has elements of flexibility training and all that. And then beyond that, it's about, You've got to learn how to do this with proper technique. If you don't, all you're doing is jumping around. 
all you're doing is flailing in life. This is about mastery yourself, self-mastery. And it has, it goes for me beyond. So that's like learning a song. Here's how this song goes. First, here's how the moves go to even do this thing. Here's how the punch is. Here's the kick. Here's the block. Here's the, you know, whatever. Um, Stance. We talk about, you know, like proper, like body alignment, things like that. It's stance. That's where you start, actually. We didn't even mention that. It's like just getting people to sit properly and understand that there is, in fact, a correct, quote, unquote, proper way to sit. And you can sit any way you wish, but there is a proper way to sit. The instrument is built to be worn a specific way. And, when you, and your body moves in a specific way, whether you want it to be that way or not. And that's just the fact, you know. Now, again, do what you wish, do what you will. That's but art. There's going to be right, exactly. <laughs> there's going to be there are going to be limitations. Now you've put brakes on something that maybe you shouldn't be putting brakes on because yeah. you may have brakes that you don't know about. So you see this thumb that I can <laughs> is this hanging over? Yeah. Sure, but can you do one finger per fret with it? You maybe my favorite guy is Robert Smith, but his thumbs down here. Yeah. Like, and that, that, that that's, that's, that's the, that's the it's, line. It's, it's I my, love you, my, man. Yeah. But I would never teach that technique. No, you can't because it's not. Lewis, per- Lewis always used his thumb as a fifth finger. Well, you can do that. <laughs> and that's all, that's an upper level technique, yeah, you yeah, know, and obviously yeah. later on there are damp, there are string dampening elements yeah, that you'll yeah. use with that. But, and I always, once a student, and we're jumping now again all over yeah, the place, yeah. but once a student gets to a, uh, to a certain level and if they want to go past that level, you know, then I introduce the concept of like, okay, this is by the way, presupposing that they've, that they've gotten on board with my program, all get on board with my program or they leave. But so, <laughs> That's true. so, so, um, you know, I, I get them trained so that their thumb is directly, uh, behind the neck, um, directly lined up behind the middle finger, behind the middle finger. That's the center part of the hand. But then eventually once they get to an intermediate part, I say, okay, here's the part where I tell you now the you truth. you got that down? Yeah. Here's the part where I tell you the truth. The truth is you're actually going to shift that guy. Yeah, you that can. Guy's, that guy's going to come in the middle of a song, depending on what style we're playing. You're going to have it back uh, behind the behind the neck, dropped down so that your wrist is uh, forward and your all your fingers can Isn't stretch. that funny how you can't show all your cards? You can't because you can't because because a lot of people are going to be looking for you know you to give them some. Uh, I thought you said you're going to give me facts. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you're and not nuanced. No, and yeah. and of course I never promised that. What I promise is you're going to learn how to play guitar. There you go. I think that's better. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're going to learn how you, you by the end of this you're going to be able to do this. Now, yeah. if whether or not what you've done is something that someone wants to hear, that's actually up to you, mm. um, and your innate abilities. But I'm going to help you maximize the conduit you're going to be using for that. Yeah. Know? And we can talk about, by the way, we can play. Don't get me wrong with my upper level students. I have, I have professional professionals that I train um, and, uh, or, or give pointers to, shall I say. You yeah. know, it's not really teaching because they're professionals. They already can play. But we train and, and, and some of the things we talk about, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about con- concepts and musical things that aren't even, that are kind of even beyond theory. They're more like aesthetic but again, I don't know that I'm tra- I'm just coaxing out of them something that's innate. I'm helping them again with metacognition, or in this case, um, I guess you could say um, um, uh, metacreativity. It's like just analyzing what is it that's going on right now. For the per- no, usually you want that to flow. You don't want to be analyzing creativity. That's the water, and yeah. you want that to flow usually. So it's not a good idea to like start like kind of um, parsing that. But sometimes if you reach an impasse or you want to help start, you've already got the basis of what you want and then you're trying to uh, develop it. You know, mm-hmm. here we're, I'm talking like melodic ideas or um, yeah. you know, kind of 
uh, sequencing and things like yeah. that. We then it's helpful to analyze what you just did. Yeah. Figure out like where you want it to go and the effect that you're after because maybe the effect that you're after but not getting just now. Yeah, you can cast about for it if you want, but maybe it's quicker to know. Go, I know how to achieve the effect I want through theoretical knowledge I've yeah. already acquired. I have this excellent, excellent songwriter. Uh, he's an older gentleman who directed musicals and he writes these wonderful pieces, but he'll tell me, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm game because I love the stuff he's writing. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I don't think I hold a, 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 a creative bone in my body compared to this guy, but I can tell you what an altered what a five of four is. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that that thing you did right there, that's that. that was neat. And here's why and here's the cadence. And, and he, it has, and it's actually a known commodity. Yeah. And he's, and he's all about that. And so, so right. I can take his art yeah. and actually look at it from an objective. Lens. Well, that's actually one of the, that's one of the uh, training. That's, that's one element of training that I do, even with the, uh, you know, like here in the BMA, when, when a student gets to a certain point and they're at the point where they're either, improvising a lot but mm-hmm. even which is you know as you know is basically um the pinnacle. Uh, it, well it's not just the pinnacle it's but what i was going to say was it's it's um it's the it's uh it's composition yeah you know it's just it's a spontaneous but it, again not exactly spontaneous um you know comp- composing mm-hmm. so you're doing the same you're doing a lot of the same problem solving that you need to do as a composer okay is what i meant yeah um and so once I have students who are in that area and we're talking about that and they've done all the pre, they have the, all the prerequisite. And by the way, once you have all the prerequisites and you have them all filled in, it makes that other stuff, not only do you get there quick, more quickly, but it makes it so much better because you've already got the full arsenal of, 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 um, it allows that flow. It allows you to enter a flow state more quickly. Don't get me wrong. There are people who can get to flow state without any kind of formal training. And by the way, just as a, uh, um, you know, schooling from another person. You can get there without a mentor, but you can't get there without self-mastery. That's true. I was autodidactic works. I was, you have that, if you have that. And I was, uh, so as you know, I, you know, I went, I played my way into Berkeley college of music. You know, I, I did not have good grades. I had really, really bad grades, but I was already a professional by the time I graduated um, high school. That's part of the reason why I had bad grades because I was working all the time um, and touring regionally um i lived in i grew up in little rock arkansas and i was you know playing all over the south or you know say arkansas louisiana um tennessee area and on the weekends like say and by weekends i mean like thursday night to sunday night you know and so and we were rehearsing all the time and whatever it is what it is but i played my way into berkeley i didn't have a teacher i was self-taught until i got to college yeah until i got to college i was self-taught and were you reading I was re- I could read chord charts because I played in jazz band and I knew a lot. Of, I knew my chords and I would read. I knew a lot of theory because I would just read the dictionary. I would read the Harvard Dictionary of Music. I would okay. just read the Harvard Dictionary of Music. I just read it, like open it up and read it. I've never heard of that. Before. Using it like Wikipedia, by the way, at a time when we didn't have Wikipedia. Um, so I'm talking about notation. Yeah, was, I know what that, you know. I knew what you meant. I'll get yeah, no, I was slow. I knew how to do it. I was slow. I couldn't sight read. It's I was difficult shit, on your I instrument. was shit yeah, it's difficult on my instrument. And it's difficult with nobody helping you out. Yeah. So I was really, really bad at sight reading. You know, I knew what the notes were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like I was ignorant to like I knew what it was, but it would like if you know the if you put a note on the second to bottom line of a G clef, you know, I would go, uh, let me see, that's a G. Yeah. Um. They 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 were just like 
little fragments of sound, not complete pieces. Oh, this is a chord right here. This is No, I knew that concept. No, 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 no. I just mean that like the notion of like looking and being able to play it immediately. I knew where all my notes okay. were on the guitar. On so my you actually instrument. had a vocabulary. Yeah, this is what but. I'm saying is I taught myself. The only thing I was missing was just the sitting down and doing reading. And here's why. Because um, it takes great, as you know, people. Now, by the way, there is a clerical skill involved. in re Some people are, once they get to the point, by the way, once they're at that requisite level, no one just jumps in as a good reader because that means they're a good player too. And that doesn't happen. But once you get to that requisite level of, um, of, of uh, physical getting around on the instrument there is there are people who take to sight reading who who are good sight readers that is to say that's a clerical skill there are mm -hmm. people who are really good really fast readers does that mean they're better um authors <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah not necessarily not really, yeah. <laughs> in fact i've known some amazing writers who were shit readers i mean that really bad you know really slow mm. um but point of the story is that um i was self completely self-taught technically and theoretically um but could play at a pretty high level especially from an athletic point of view if that makes any sense in, in other words i could play some things that people thought were good you know some of the things i wrote people thought were good and then there was some stuff that of course as as with anybody who had you know i was enamored with speed you know and i was in there there were a lot of things i was focused guitars, yeah. i was focused on the wrong thing things at the time you know yeah. and i think that's that's something that bedevils a lot of people yeah. and um having said that i will say that just having and i do have high fa fast twitch muscle you know abilities so and pretty good coordination and i practiced my way into even better coordination yeah. so and I had good intonation so believe it or not that can actually you know from a br you know uh, in, in computer um parlance you know it's like i, I brute forced the um the uh the cpu the cpu yeah, yeah i yeah. brute forced the problem solving yeah. so there were a lot of times that i was like just torrential like you know just through ferocity um even in a jazz setting you know or whatever just through ferocity and hitting a lot of notes like well if i hit a lot of notes i'm bound to hit the right ones at some point <laughs> and um i got myself into a lot of like whoa you know if you if you show enough fire and enough spark as well yeah. if that makes any sense let me put it another way if you show because i don't want to mix those metaphors if you show enough if you put enough mustard on something, as the saying goes, but mm -hmm. and you and you show that you you can place shots well, you know, mm -hmm. place place some um, uh, pitches well. You got instincts. You got instincts, and they can see through that, and that's what they saw, you know, yeah. ultimately. And they told me straight up, it's like this is great. You're in. Uh, you're on probation because you ha you can't be at a music you you can't be at a music conservatory and be a poor reader. So yeah. you have exactly one semester to get that together. Yeah. And so I quickly got that together because it's just the discipline of sitting down and, and doing it. And I never had to. My point being, sorry to interrupt you. No worries. My, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you interrupting me, but um, it, it's, I, I was not be. able to, <laughs> how dare you. It, you know, I was never, I never really had, in jazz band, we never played anything where I played unison lines. It was all chords. It was uh, all like, you know, it was all Freddie okay, Green, yeah, like yeah, chomp, yeah, chomp, 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 chomp. And that's, you know, and that I could do all day long. I yeah. knew a lot of chords. I did know a lot of chords and I could play them, you know, a lot. And as long as it was something that was a blues, I could definitely play that. You Are know? you saying that you possess mastery at the age of 17, 18 to the point that you were able to do what you did? <laughs> yeah. 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 That is what I'm saying. Do you, so, you need to understand that I was an obsessive player. What part of that is mental illness? There's <laughs> a great deal of it is mental illness. See, that's that's what, what I want to get into. Well, I think you know, those it's like when, well, you say illness. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like 
I say it's tongue in cheek. To what degree? No, no, no. Mm. You, you're making a good point though, because a lot of people have pointed out before that, like you know, there's that goes hand in hand with a lot of obsessive, obsessive and neurotic um, uh, syndromes and 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 uh, disease, you know. But um, like who hurt you? Who wounded exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> oh dear child. No, there is. Who that. wounded you that made you that you would practice eight hours this, a day? This is this is you've you've, you've hit it on. But the I head. feel like I was wounded. Yeah. There no. There is. There <laughs> and, is and it that, helps. There's always going to be that, and that's why you gravitate not only towards the mastery of something, but in our particular case, a a a, a realm in which self-expression and creativity. Have you read Robert Greene's Mastery? Yes. Okay, so I see a lot of parallels of what you're saying right now, what I've read in that book. Yes. So. Yeah, I was reading it, going check, check, <laughs> check. I got check. so 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 many great quotes from there, um, from from that book. So mastery of the self mm-hmm. is going to open up all kinds of. Doors. I, I'm maybe we can. It end. opens up all doors. No, no, no. no. It's very important. It's very important. It opens up all doors. So I, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, mm. the. Mm, Methods are many, but the principles are few. Truth. There's there's a crossover point where yeah. if you, you you're, you're learning to master this thing, whatever that thing is, you know, I did the triathlon, I did the marathon, because I'm just trying to find out what are those principles or what I'm obsessed with. Like this conversation, I think is really important. You know, if not for anybody else in the world but me to hear that how these principles apply to the Olympic weightlifting, to 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 playing an instrument, to being a better writer, being a better person. Well, this is here's the thing. It's, it's absolutely what you just said. I do. I also believe is absolutely true. And I have found through training myself and then training others. And every day that I do it, it just deepens this knowledge, not even a conviction anymore. Cause conviction makes it sound like it was a belief. And now I hold that belief more for, no, it's just knowledge. It's just, it's just, I know it the same as I know that, you know, I breathe in, you know, um, what is it? Air, uh, nitrogen and oxygen every time I, um, you know, inhale. Mm-hmm. And that is this. That self-mastery is the ultimate fungible skill. Fungible commodity. Self-mastery enables the skillful interaction with every other thing and every other person that you will encounter because at the end of the day the number the only uh, common denominator in your interactions with other things and other people is you so self mastery requires introspection development of metacognition and discipline that's the d word i talked about last last episode and that's my relationship with with discipline that that's made all the difference it it is the ultimate fungible skill it is the ultimate across the board i can use this you know it's the ultimate yeah we're getting to joe rogan territory here yeah yeah i have a message from my wife saying when are you coming home (laughs) Have you abandoned us? Yeah. I'm going to put her on speaker. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi. Hello. Uh, okay. 
Okay, I'm going to come home soon. Love you. <laughs> it's a bit of static. It's a sigh. It's a deep, it's a deep sigh. Well, you I'm, not, been, you I'm not should've... used to myself staying out this late, Alan. Can, can I point out that when we go, when you finally go to edit this, you really need to end the show on her sigh. <laughs> can you do that, Sam? <laughs> Okay, well, we've gotten into Joe Rogan territory, yeah. and I'm glad that you can your game because I don't know, maybe we need to break this up. But I think this was really important, and, and gracias, thank you for yeah, thanks for for, for coming in and and doing this because I I feel like it's the most important thing in the world to me, mm. and I think it's important for people to to hear because mm. really, you just I think you we laid out the solution. I think yeah. I mean, we're figuring it, it out. It, well, at the very least, it can't, you know, self-mastery, I do, of course, believe if everyone did that, that is the solution. But even even if it isn't the solution, at the very least, it can't hurt. Yeah. I mean, it can't hurt. You know? <laughs> like, are, are, you, are you damaging anything by mastering yourself? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like at the end of the day, it, yeah. I, well, here, here let, let, let's wrap this up with a tidy little bow. I think it's what the world needs. People who have mastered themselves. That's what I'm saying. That's what the, I meant. To the, I, that, to, to the extent that they can live in that utopian harmony. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I do believe that at the end of the day, this is the path that if everyone walked this personal, because it's the only path you can walk, because it's the only agency you have is with your action. You don't even have agency in your emotions because to a great degree, that's a physiochemical, biochemical um, you know, effect. You don't have control over that. You do, however, if you do this, if you play this, your cards right, and you develop this type of discipline, and you don't have other, like, say, shall we say, like, you know, shortcomings. Mental health um, issues. Exactly. Or, exactly. You so. do have control over your, how you behave. And that's the only thing you have any amount of control. And again, that's why I was saying agency before, because I don't even think control is too strong of a word. I don't think you have control over that. You have a say in your actions and that's it you don't have a say you don't have a say in what other people think about you what other people do no matter what um, so you subscribe to sam harris's belief that, everything he that, says <laughs> that you that, everything he says that, that you <laughs> that you like it's hard for me to buy that you have no the, the illusion of choice the illusion of of, of, of of that you have control well but i mean i i do i actually i mean um, current neuroscience, the, as I understand it, current neuroscience, as I understand it, is it, it states exactly that. But again, that's kind of like talking about quantum mechanics, where from where we sit, it's not. We're not going to experience it at that level. What I'm saying, though, is is that it, in a very real sense, you don't have any control over what other people think about you. That's why it's easier. Some people, I mean, you know, to whatever degree this is true. You know, I'm not saying I'm, I, a, human, I, I, I'm a human being, but you've known me for a while. Do you do you know me to be someone who gives two shits about what other people think about me? I think you read the Four Agreements, yeah, and then and then and then you, tried to live my life. And that then way. I li that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. And if you haven't read the Four Agreements, just read it. It's yeah. a short read and short read. And, 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 it's it, by the way, it'll spoiler help. alert. It's Four Agreements. It's Four Agreements. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the Five Rings. I mean, there's five of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's Who bridge, wants to sit through that shit? Far. That's a bridge too far. <laughs> that's a bridge too far. <laughs> but one of those things is never take anything anyone says about you personally. No, it's not. I've told you before. I've told, said this to you before. I, I in regard for uh, you know people saying things or having opinions about me, quote unquote, behind my back. What people say about me behind my back is none of my business. It's not my business. It's none of my business, say. and it doesn't affect me. I, 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 I actually I tell Monica this all the time. Is like what people like what she so last questions. You know. What like do you, where are you, what like do where you, are you think <laughs> this person thinks about me? Or what do you think that person thinks about that person thinking this about me? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that doesn't, like, it might as well have not have happened. Yeah, because with self-mastery, <laughs> the only person, the only persons whose thoughts about me matter are mine. And yeah, it's like, like Julian will say, you know, he's in, he's in this mode. He, he's so loved by me that he can tell me he doesn't love me. Right. And I'm supposed he to be thinks, hurt by that. Right. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, you're four. Yeah, you're he's, four. He's like, I don't love you, dad. Yeah, okay. And, and then good, and like Monica will get mad. It's like, okay, fine. Okay, mm. listen, listen, let's correct that behavior as far as the thing you said. But if I'm so emotionally underdeveloped that it hurts me then you're the child then i'm the child yeah. and, then what, what, and your what, job is what, not what, to be what, the child what's my business exactly exactly <laughs> it's not no, my is, business this to, is, be, to be a father 100 percent. and that's why i <laughs> it actually alarms me when i see people get like really amped up even though i understand it yeah I get you know, it. it alarms me when i see people get amped up like that and it hurts it gets it gets listen it gets more difficult you know my daughter is 18 <laughs> and it gets more difficult she's never said i don't love you but i can tell you know when she's colder or you know, whatever she's angry or whatever and it's mm. it's or she's done some things that are hurtful she's an 18 year old girl she's a sweet sweet person but i mean you oh, know yeah. she's an 18 year old girl and a human being so sometimes she's going to do things that you know are kind of a little more more or less hurtful um but that's not my job my job isn't to be my have my feelings hurt by her my job i'm a i'm her father I'm your father i'm your father i mean it's like and by the way in other words i'm beyond that you can't touch me there you just can't you're not going nothing you do or say is going to change not only my job but how i feel about you period end of story and you know that's our job that's your job i think it's the most important job isn't it when you're when you're raising individuals yeah to to just kick ass. I thought ass. you said this was the most important job. You said that at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, in general, I mean, but 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 in in the macro sense, in the micro sense, like when you're raising individuals, okay, you what you do is you don't I always imagine myself saying Son, this is how you live I don't going on these long tangents. I know if I did that, then <laughs> he, he would never ever listen to me, but I I think the best advice show um, up. Show up. Show up. Show up and don't don't give them these examples no, show it. directly. Show it. Live it. Yeah. And don't let tell them me. Watch. Don't tell me. Show me. Don't yeah. tell me. You show me. You show up and you do your job. After the triathlon in the little goodie bag, Julian um, had this picture of this swimmer in in a wetsuit and a swim cap, and for about a week afterwards, by his activity table, he would look at that and you know, and I asked, "Who's that guy?" He's like, "That's Daddy." And nice. so what does that do to a three, exactly. four year old? Exactly. And, and yeah. what self-imposed limitations this kid's exactly. thinking. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. It's like, you don't, no, 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 you, 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 I mean, you, there are other, there are other things here under that rubric. You know, we have, you have to provide, you have to provide, there, oh, are, there are certain things, but as a general statement, your number one job, well, your number one job is again to provide yeah, <laughs> okay. feed, feed, um, shelter, keep alive. Yeah. Beyond that, your only job, because again, the only thing you can, this goes back to what I was saying. The only thing you can do master thyself. Yeah. And just show up, do that. That's your, that's your legacy. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's what it, and in these tumultuous times and in this 
climate. Preach. In this climate right now. <laughs> sing it. <laughs> in this time right now, the last thing they expect is for you to be strong. And your strength is more important now than ever. Henry Rollins, uh, on his big think interview, said mm -hmm. that those qualities that when you're a kid, you kind of rebel about you know, like kindness, deep sympathy. Yeah. Compassion. Like the, 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 Basic compassion. The nobler Apollo, uh, yeah, Apollonian, Apollonian yeah, yeah. Uh, traits uh -huh. are more important now than ever. Than, than ever. Than ever, and and not a and not a and despite what the other side will have you <clears throat> um, say, because they would just if anyone on the other side heard you say that they'd say you're a snowflake. Mm. And the difference is the previous generation of um, um, not Apollonians but Aquarians, the last group of mass movement, um, you know, kind of forward thinkers were um, hippies. And they came from a tradition of, um, of uh, kind of misplaced and misguided, um, you know, anti-violence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in, any, in any way, shape, form, and in any situation. Um, this, you need to be self-mastered and capable and strong. Because this, this new version of progressivism is at least where I'm coming from anyway, uh, is not snowflake. It's not going to work. It's not, it's not snowflake. It's not your, <laughs> it's all, it's having that deep, deep commitment and, and deep connection to compassion. All of the higher nobilities, but reaching with deep roots down to just strength. It's the best way for me to put this. I don't want this to come across as anything other than that. But I guess my point is like it's it. There's not going to be. It's not as if there's not going to be a pushback. Yeah. Against me protecting that. So you have to be prepared train. for you that. You have to train. You have to train. You have to train. We're gonna wrap it yeah, up. Yeah. Thanks for having me, dude. Thanks for having me. Um. Next discussion, I want to talk about the Dionysian versus the Apollonian approaches to art. If you'll come back, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. This is Phil checking out. Remember, train. The Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California. <laughs>